<laughs> but anyway, among the things that we were being told, we were being told that, that when people come to church, they come to receive from you. When you're standing in front of people, they are coming to receive from you. So you need to give them the word of God as it is. So I'm standing here, humble, and I will give the, I will give you the word of God as it is. And then I want to appreciate my husband. Tell your neighbor her husband. Hey, my one and only, this man. God have mercy. Only God knows what would have happened to me. But I thank you so much. I love you. Thank you for, for mentoring me. Thank you for growing me. Thank you for, for, for praying for me. Thank you for push, pulling out the thing that God has created in me. I love you so very much. I'm humbled. Thank you for the four boys and the girl who is coming anytime soon. Love you, Mimi, Mike. I'm calling for that girl in Jesus' name. Amen. And I thank God. Amen. I thank God for my mom and dad. I truly appreciate them for mentoring us in Jesus' name. So our word of today, I've titled it New Horizon. It's gonna be beautiful. If you are quiet on me, hey. Sour, sour. So new horizon. Tell your neighbor new horizon. new horizon. Or you can also call it new dawn. Tell your neighbor new dawn. New Amen. So let me give you the, the, the definition of new horizon or new dawn. It is a new beginning, a fresh start, a turning point. A new beginning, a fresh start, or a turning point. And that is where we are as a church. I really thank God for that. Because I feel like as a church, we have been going through a place of Kamulima. Tulipanda Kamulima, I don't know if we were to to Kamulima, but we were in a place where we, things were really tight financially, things were really tight in the ministry, things were tight in marriages, things were tight all around. But we have gotten to a place since, like, I, I believe like two Sundays ago, God has been speaking and saying that that cloud has moved. Any one of us who is spiritual enough, you can tell that that cloud has moved. Do I have a testimony of that? I am feeling it in me. I know that I know that I know. You know those things that you know that you know. How many people know that uh, know that they know that they know their gender? Do you know your gender? Mary, are you a man? Mary is laughing, crying. Are you a man? You're a woman in the spirit. You know that you know that you know that you're a woman. In our spirit, anyone who is close to God, anyone who is sensitive in the spirit. We know that that cloud that has been upon JCC Kiku, it has passed. I'm telling you, we have gone into new dimensions. Amen. If you believe it, say amen. 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 amen and amen. So the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 4, this is a very common verse. And the Bible says, for whatever things were written, were written before, were written for our learning. That we through the patience and comfort of the scripture may have hope. Do you have hope in the things that were written? Amen. Because many times when you look at the things that were written in the Bible, sometimes we feel like those things don't apply to me. You feel like probably Zilkoza Kina Abraham, Zilkoza Kina Jacob, Zilkoza Kina Isaac. Yes, they were written because of what they went through, because of their experiences, but they were written for our learning so that we can learn from them. So that the mistakes that they did, we don't have to go through them again. See, we always say, many people say, experience is the best teacher. Do you think that is the truth? It is not the truth, but do you think that is the reality? 
Many times, even when you're dealing, like for example, when you're dealing with young people, ukiwambia, don't sleep around, you will get pregnant, you may get uh, 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 infections and stuff. You think they will just stop sleeping around? They will sleep around, why? Experience, because they want experience to be the best teacher. But you know what? That is not the will of God. The will of God, when the Bible was being written, inspired by the Holy Spirit, it was so that to see Have you heard of people saying that because Abraham, is it Abraham? No, um, Solomon. Actually, because Solomon had many wives, even men now can marry many wives. Yes, because they're saying, no, it is written in the Bible. But the reason why it was written in the Bible, it is not for every man to have a thousand wives, men. Eh, mabazu, mnataka a thousand wives? Can you handle a thousand wives? Mike anasema na economy, atana na economy. But can you handle a thousand wives? Mr. Bernard, do you think you can handle a thousand? You cannot even one ask the man. If you are sitting next to a man, Mulisa, can you even handle two? I know handling a wife, only one of us could have been They say you can never learn a woman. So imagine someone having one, two, three. As in, it doesn't make sense. You're getting. But the reason it was put there in the Bible, it is not for us to emulate the mistakes that they made. It is for us to learn from them and not to make them. So if you're making a, a mistake that was made in the Bible because you're saying it is in the Bible, you're deceiving yourself. That is not the intention as to why that mistake was written there. The Bible is very honest. God is very honest with us. Aku fitililia. Atiju Solomon alikuana a thousand wives, seven hundred and three hundred concubines. Aku fitililia kasama alikuana moja. He wrote everything as it was so that you can learn from it. Amen? So let, let me begin by saying, you have been on this mountain for too long. Tell your neighbor you have been on this mountain for too long. Amen. The, the Bible verse that I want us to read today, it is a word that God gave me like three weeks ago, the way I told you. And it was a place I was taking some time here in church during the week and I was feeling really heavy in my inner man. As in, you are like God, as in this thing, this mountain has to move. It was in that place where there was battle from here, left, right, and center. And we are like, God, if you don't do something, we are going to break. I got to a place and I'm like, God, am I sure I was even called to be a pastor? Because I wasn't doubting God. I was just like, I was just tired. Have you ever got to that place where you're just tired? As in things are happening, you are pushed down so much until whatever it is that you're trying to do, it doesn't look like it is making sense. I was in that place. And then this is the word that God gave me. Deuteronomy. Chapter 1 from verse 1 to uh, uh, 8. Okay, to some a few verses, I will tell you as we continue, as I explain them. So, Deuteronomy chapter 1, let us begin from verse 1. We can use the New King James Version. Thank you, Linda. I don't know if this group can see the, 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 the screen, but we're getting a bigger screen. You guys, have you, have you already seen it? Let me see how big you are. I know. <laughs> We are foreseeing a very big screen. Until any But for now, what are Because these things we will testify. So if you cannot see from here, kindly you can use your Bible to read and then to some more in the name of Jesus. Before we begin, tell your neighbor you have been on this mountain for far too long. Amen. It is time to break camp. 
In Jesus' name. So let us read together. Want to go? These are the words of Moses for the war of Israel. On this side of the Jordan in the wilderness. In the plain of Moses, between Parah, Ophir, Laban, Azeroth, and Gentile. It is 11 days journey from Horeb by the river of Moses to Kadesh Barnea. Now it came to pass in the 40th year, in the 11th month, on the first day of the month, that Moses spoke to the children of Israel, according to all that the Lord had given him as a person. Amen. Thank you. Let us go back to verse 2. The verse 2 says, Normally, is there a normally in yours? From verse 2. Hey, which version is mine? Okay. Yes, baby. Thank you. My version, I'm guessing, I thought it was me from James' version, but my husband will get it for me. The version that I got it from says, normally, it takes only 11 days to travel. Tell your neighbor, normally. Normally, normally, it is expected when you're traveling from here to town, how long does it take? Using any means of transport, matatu, your personal car, how long? 45 minutes. You see me, Sana? Depending on the traffic, so in like 30 minutes, you're supposed to be in town. So the Bible says, normally, it takes only, yes, baby, NLT. Oh, sorry. Can you give us an NLT? The Bible says, normally, it takes only 11 days to travel from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Benea, going by the way of Mount Sia. But, tell your neighbor, but. Verse 3. Verse 3 says, but what? But. Amen. Kidoko, kidoko too. But you see when you when you when the word says or when you when you're reading an article or whatever and then you na jina but in a whatever you had read up on belly forget about it meaning it normally for the Israelites to have come from Mount Sinai to Kadesh Benea it was meant to take them eleven days I did not say eleven years I did not say eleven minutes I said eleven days but forty years after the Israelites left Egypt on the first day. Of the 11th month, that is when Moses was addressing them again. It had taken them 40 years. Distance here, 11 days. That is really sad. For me, when I read that, for me, it is really sad. Because imagine safari ya kutoka hapa kwenda tao, inafaku to take 30 minutes, and then it takes you 30 years. Utokunafanya nini kwa hiyo safari yote? So you are going round and round and round. Imagine a, a journey that was meant to take them 11 years. That is a kind of delay. That is a demonic attack. I don't know what we even call it because it is really sad. And I feel like many of us are in that place. It was meant to take you only 11 days to get to your destiny. It was meant to get you, to, to take you 11 days. And when I'm saying 11 days, it doesn't have to be 11 days. It can be one month, it can be two months, it can be 11 months, you know. But now, it is taking you a very long time. It is not even double. Mathematicians in this house, that is not double, it is not triple, it is not what? I can't even calculate that one, which is too big for my head for now. <laughs> eh? Mathematician, who is it, Glenn? Eh? Oh, Ken. Ken, do the math. <laughs> As in, it is really sad that a journey that is meant to take you 11 11 days ends up taking you 11 years. It is really sad for me. So let us continue. And then I will explain to you why it took that long. Amen. And then verse 5. Any. We can continue with the NLT. Uh -huh. Can you do something? Mm-hmm. When you are from 
Amen. Just a minute, baby. You have stayed for this at this mountain for long enough. How many people like feel like for such a long time? For too long. You have waited God for too long. You have waited to get married for too long. You have waited to get a good job for too long. You have waited to get that promotion. People who are employed, have been employed kitambo, kitambo sana kidogo. But I know how it feels to stay in one level of employment over and over and over and over again. Nakuna kitwinapanika. People come and they employ and they move ahead of you. People come, younger people, as in Kapuni for 20 years and nothing happens. As in even the school prayer 20 years ago, you're still at that desk. Luckily, there is nothing happening to you. We need to get to that place and ask yourself a question. Why is it that I'm still on this mountain for this too long? I have gotten to a place I don't want to struggle with small, small things anymore. You know the, way, the ones you just get tired and pissed off and you're like, God, I cannot continue like this. Because when you see yourself in such a place, in your alone time and ask yourself reflective questions. How come I am still in this place over and over again? How come 16-year-olds and 18-year-olds don't get comfortable? Don't be like, oh, thank God, at least I have daily bread. Uh-uh. It is not good enough. I'm telling you, when you are almost fourth floor, <laughs> So, <laughs> because it's in, okay, sour, sour. when you're on the fourth floor, I'm telling you, you get to a place and you're like, ah, ah, no, you're no longer comfortable with where you are. So, when you're 20 years old, inaenda ikiisha. So if you're comfortable being in the same place over and over again, if you're comfortable asking God for rent over and over again, as in, you've been renting for the last 20 years, and you're still comfortable, we need to get tired. We need to come out of it and tell God, mm -mm, enough is enough. How come there are people who are 20 years old, 24 years old, and they are building their own houses? How come? Juliza, I'm talking to Juliza. I hope I'm talking to people who are not comfortable being where they are. Get many uncomfortable in being the place, same place over and over and over again. Because that is not the doing of God. That is not how God works. Imagine when it came to creation, how long did God create the, the whole earth? Six days. Six days. Meaning, God was not taking a tea, a tea one day and then a, and a, take a, a whole year, a whole ten years, and then he comes to the next day. He, got, he did a quick thing. He took a kazina kishamba. So he's a God of speed. So you are not supposed to be in the same place over and over again. The people who are married, don't be struggling with the same things over and over and over again. A married man, you're struggling with beer, you're struggling with girls. Please, you need to get up and get out of that place. Because you know what I'm telling you, Miaka in a song. Let me give you an example. I was talking to an aunt of mine, but there, that is my aunt and that is my cousin. I met my cousin today. I can't be there to one of all. Family to Nikubo that much. She's Shiro. Paul and Nesena Jinako. I'm in India to say. I was talking to another aunt of mine in Kinom, and she was telling me she's this woman when the Alini raised Kwakiroho. You know, when I got saved, I went to, to, to live with her, and I believe it was ordained of God. You are decided to know the things of God. You know, all those things. She's that person. She's the person when you're not Since when we were young, you know, those people you know who are strong in the faith. 
And then we were talking like two weeks ago and she was telling me, Kai Mimo, I'm calling Mimo Nyombani. <laughs> and I'm like, Mimo, it has become so hard for me to fast. And she's the people you know, it was so easy for her. And she was so confused. She was like, hey, me, I don't understand why right now fasting has become so difficult for me. I am there. Okay, I'm not there, there. But even when now you're, you're trying to fast for 21 days, it is not as easy as it was back then. And you know, because she's older than me, if I'm feeling that way for her, I'm going to go. So, everything is appointed for its own time. Employment is not supposed to happen from the time you're 18 or 20 all the way to the time you're 60. It is a lie. Tell your neighbor it is a lie. That is not how it is supposed to be. When you're employed by someone, your work is to go there and learn. See whether to make mshahara, ya kunipanga rent, ya kununua chakula na kusomesha watuto in your comfortable there. No. It is meant to be a temporary solution for you. So when you're staying there for 20, 30 years and you're comfortable, something is wrong. Tell your neighbor something is wrong. And these I'm talking to the ones who are even very young, who are feeling like probably you're in answer. But guess what? Your time is Africa too. So let us get to that place of being uncomfortable and saying to ourselves, you get up and talk to yourself and say, I have stayed, I have been on this mountain for far too long. In Jesus' name. Let us continue. Yes. Where were we? Verse what? Verse 7. Aha, it is time to break up. Tell, tell your neighbor it is time to break up. Amen. Ahead, go to the hill. Uh huh. from them, learn from their mistakes and, and uh, change our change our lives so that we are not found we, we don't find ourselves being doing the same things over and over again and not wondering what is wrong with us about what is wrong with the situation that we are in. So in this part the Bible says of, of mentions the many places that the Israelites were given by the Lord. God gave them the the, uh, the the hill country of the Amorites, the neighboring regions, the Jordan Valley, the hill country, the western foothills, the Negev, the, the coastal plain, the Can uh, 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 go to the land of the Canaanites and to Lebanon, as in God had given them a chunk of land for their inheritance. And then the Bible says that this is the land that He had sworn to Isaac, Jacob, and his descendants. You get it? It was a chunk of land. It was a big place that the Lord has given them, the, the land of Canaan. It was a beautiful place. The Bible calls it the land that flows with milk and honey. But you know what? Even after God has given them all of this, do you know they did not enter? They were not in a hurry to enter. Uh -huh. verse, verse what? Okay, verse 9. Amen. Just a minute. To another verse 19. We can skip because of time. Verse 19. Then just as the Lord our God commanded us, 
tuko na idea ushaona si tuko na kiaidea kinoma yani before 2020 wacha kwanza tupige mahesabu it is good to count our costs you know that people talk it is good to count our costs before we go wacha tupige mahesabu so that we don't find ourselves going there and we don't even know which route to go through but remember it is this god who had led them all the way through the desert when they were coming from from egypt mungu alikuwa anawalinda during the day what would he use during the day a cloud he would use a cloud so who was directing them during the day it was god at night what was god using a pillar of fire to direct them but now they have gotten to a place and they are like imagine after all that time after kupitia hizo challenges zote wamefika sasa wanaona land ndio hii in front of us but instead of just entering it which they go like hey Moses kidogo tu ngoja tu kidogo tu acha tupige tu hesabu kabla tuingie number 1 tujue hiyo rangi inakaaje tujue tutapitia wapi it was not of god but they decided to do it and Moses said hapo mbele we in verse what kind in verse 23 hapo mbele mtaona Moses akisema if he even thought it was a good idea he was a human being as well amen tusome verse 23 a good idea to who He was also a common man. Alipika mali. Amesahau kwenye Mungu alimwambia. God alimwambia tuingia. But because people are giving the, he giving him logical ideas. Imagine like for example when we were coming here and atakuwa na pesa. You guys remember, we did not have money for this land. We did not have money for this tent. It has taken God all the way. But sasa tufike hapa and mtu akujaanza kutuambia no, me I'm thinking what kind to save for a whole year. Switch nikuze. Kistori kimakuja. <laughs> Let me give you a light. Let me give you a story. Akuna pizza? Allow me the sauce. <laughs> so, uh, before we got married, we were really low. Tell your neighbor low. We were low eh, at, at our lowest point of life. So, we got to a place and it was I can't remember which month it was, but it was in the same year when we were getting married in the year 2008. It was about 4 months. Thank you sweet. It was about 4 months to go to our wedding. So because this guy after church amekuja ametuona hapo nyuma I even remember where he was standing even at usukumbuke alikuwa amevaa but he was standing behind the church and he goes like and I'm a Twitter he wasn't even he was married sweet was married I think he was recently married so I'm a Twitter hapo nyuma anatupea advice kama you know mtu ameoa sasa anajua hizo mambo so uh, he calls us and he goes like you guys ah uh, I know you're getting married in a few months but before here so you guys at least plan plan move save save pesa so that when you're getting married you have money so that msisumbue watu kwa committee mnajua mimi watu sumbuliwa kwa committee eh akatupea story yake akatuambia mbona tunafaa kujipanga mbona tunafaa kuongea ongea mimi I didn't even talk the next day it was on a Sunday on Monday because on Monday was our off day we went to see our best couple and we are there and my mister is telling the best couple we are thinking because <laughs> he saying it seemed like a good idea <laughs> like Moses even for Moses it seemed like a good idea so to go and, and and he goes he tells the best couple the best man pastor Gideon he goes like we are thinking ah you at the tipanga na tujapata pesa mbona tusisogeshe we do in mpaka next year Nile mwangalie kwambia you know what tukisongesha usahau wachana tu na history wasn't desperate to get married but you know the way you know that you know that you know that you are meant to do something at a particular time plus ilikuwa birthday yangu so who does that nani anasongesha anga itoke kwa birthday ya mtu eh ilikuwa eh holy no i was just willing to it for another holy so anaambia pesa kwa hivyo mimi 
like you can't be, you know what? If come and songesha, I turn and I don't even want to get married anymore. I just got pissed off because me need the police. If because we've been dating for a whole year, not to just put your pesa. If we are going to pesa, it's a talk about it. And he goes like, "Hey, Kweli, can't take on a point." So we got married in August. <laughs> so there are some things people will come and tell you, and then they make logical sense. Men, I know we know you are very logical. Eh, men, we know you are very logical. But sometimes get to a place of trying to know what is God saying concerning that situation before you make it logical. Before you start strategizing, strategizing is good, but you also need to know what is God saying concerning this situation. Because as much as you want to have a strategy, as much as you want to have a plan, you want a business plan, you want to do this, you want to have a plan, you want to have a plan, you shock on him. <laughs> as much as you do all of that, just get to know God knows your tomorrow. Look at your name and tell them God knows your tomorrow. Imagine some of you who are believing in God for a husband. He could be here. And you're busy there looking for someone who call mutu mutu manyana drive someone who is all, who has his life all together. You you will get a mic. Tell them that you will get a mic. Uh, a mic is very good. See the mic. A mic is very good. This man, hey, he knows the Lord. Tell him that he knows the Lord. He loves the Lord. He sounds God. I'm telling you, girls, single girls, you're busy looking for a tall, dark, and handsome. You can get a whole tall, dark, and handsome kind of a problem. But it is still tall, dark, and handsome. But you can get a mic. Tell your neighbor a mic. But then I say, I'm a Tarumata in here. Okay, but they are tall, dark, and handsome. I'm telling you, whatever the Lord has for you, see the junior? Eh, whatever, whoever. Tell your neighbor, whoever. Whoever. Whoever, whoever the Lord has for you. God. He can give you whatever you want. You know about the permissive will of God? Yes. I want you to get the best. I want you to get a mic. Because I know a mic. Hey, mic. <laughs> I know when I give you a mic, he will love you. He will spoil you. He will take care of you. Hey, so please, no, get a mic. Get a mic. So I remember someone, Philip Nikuze, that was our say. I'm in the boat to sell out people. And then come back by there. So Rod, I'm saying, yeah, Rod, Rod, I'm going to school, and I'm going to show a total. And I'm going to say, and you miss me? So, Rod, Madam Rod, teacher Rod, teacher Rod had a list. Tell your neighbor a list. A list. A very big list. Mister, you can't go on this bed. You can't go on this bed. God gave her the best. God gave her a man who loves her for who she is, a man who supports her for ministry, a man who supports her for work, and that is all you need. I'm telling you, when you come to this side of Miaka, Mr. Philip and this time of the age, and as a man, ladies, we have this time of the man. Mr. Philip calls it this time of the age. When you're from Yaka in a songa songa, the things that used to look very important are no longer important. As in, mutakula mtumrefu. As in, kukula na mudogo. Amwati kula mtumrefu. You cannot eat at all, at all dark and handsome man. Senior, you need a man who will love you. A man who will take care of you. A man who will mentor your vision. And vice versa. You get it? 
So it seemed like a good idea to Moses. Tafalali, let it not seem a good idea to you. May it be a good idea from who? From God. If it is a good idea from God, then it will be a good idea for you. It will work for you. It will bless you. Life will be so easy. Niwambia yangu. Hata mimi najiuza leo. Mimi I wanted a mzungu. Tell your neighbor a mzungu. Mimi naletaka mzungu. <laughs> Even my boys, I may, I plant their hair. When they are mushuka like, who where is Rami? And I'm like, he's here. I love love hair. So me, I wanted to get married to a mzungu man. When you want to go to the hospital, God is like, girl, you will wait. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to go to Britain and get married over there. Britain, Milango, Kapungika. Nikatamani, Konda, France, Milango, Kapungika. Nikatamani, at least, come on, Makos, and be in the end of the essay. Look, God. Nikonjira, imagine. Imagine, but anyway, I am very happy, I am very fulfilled. Instead of all of that, God, Akani, took us from Nairobi, Akani, Peleka, Nakuru. For me, it felt like a demotion. You're busy praying God that happened a because there was a cousin of mine in Britain, she's still there. And then I also wanted to go to France and Kwamepiti, because I was like, she was happening and I wanted to go happen. And God is like, and Nakuru, and it was, and it felt like God and Nicheza. Imagine but anyway, we love Nakuru. That is why I got a man and beautiful, handsome boys. Jesus name, amen. Verse what? Yes, verse 23. So this seemed like a good idea to me. This is Moses speaking. So I chose 12 scouts. I chose 12 scouts, one from each of your tribes. Uh-huh. You just rebel. They rebel against the Lord. Na kwenyesha lunge ndiyo hii. Buwana ndiyo hui. Because you are like, he doesn't feed. Unakata tu. And God is like, how do I help you? Verse 50. Yes? If you don't believe in God, you are rebelling. That is very true. Verse 27. Oh. You may disappear. To so many verse 27. You complained in your tents and said, the Lord must hate us. Imagine to them, they started to complain, saying, God, who God anatuchukia. That's why he has brought us here from Egypt. So, uh, to hand us over to the Amorites to be slaughtered. I'm going to fungua Bible. Do you want to fungua? Yeah, sawa, sawa. Fungua, you can Verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28. Verse 28. Amen. That is verse 28. 
Amen. So, when God was telling them to go to the promised land, when he was telling them to go to Canaan, do you think God was surprised by all of this? No. But do you think he had made a way for them? Yes. Yeah, he had already prepared a way for them to be able to, to, to conquer the, the, the Anaks, the, the sons of the Anaks, the giants. He had already prepared everything. As in, the Bible says that he has prepared, he has prepared a way for me in the in front of he has prepared a table before me in front of my enemies. So God for whatever they needed. But now when they became logic, when they started to look at things the way they are, kwa ground. Yeah. And we forget to we forget to focus on what what God is saying. But you know when God is speaking, He's not speaking on a on a carnal mind, ama on a carnal perspective. He's not speaking to us uh, depending on how things are going on right now. He's speaking to us. He's futuristic. Tell your neighbor God is futuristic. ten years from now, anaona what He has prepared for you. But now when He speaks to us and we start to see opposition and we start to be afraid that tunakosa kuingia into a promised land then we end up missing out you end up missing out on your marriage you end up missing out on 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 something good that the lord had prepared for you i'm sorry to say this but this is something that i have been saying and i will say it again many times i'm not saying every time Tell your neighbor many times. Many times. Many times when you see people delayed so much in some areas in their lives, it is not because God did not come. It is not because God did not answer their prayer. It is because they refused to enter into that moment. When they start stirring in your spirit, in your inner man, saying, God, I'm telling you two months later, he will be gone. He will, yes, the cloud will move. This person will get married to another person and utakwazileza like, okay, maybe I would have given him a chance. Maybe ningefanya hivi. A job comes, a job, a job opening comes and God amekupati a job probably where you're beginning as a cleaner. And you're like, uh-uh, I already have degrees. I cannot become a cleaner. Kumbe mungu alitaka uingia as a cleaner and then a month later, mungu wafungue opportunity kwenye kuna mdosi flani huku atakuwa fired and you get the promotion. Because as you're cleaning in that office, they will get to see your potential. They will get to see what you can do. They will get to see how you dress. They will get to see how much of a timekeeper you are. They will get to see what you can do as much as akukupatia your opportunity. So when a door opens, they will not go out there to look for someone else. They'll be like, hey, there's a lady we employed in the cleanup department, but tunaona she's a janitor, yes, but kuna venyewe demu ngara, aizi kuwa janitor. Kuna venyewe demu ongea, there's a way she carries herself. There's a way she treats the clients. She cannot be a janitor. Let us call her for an interview and see what she has to offer. And then God has laid down everything for you. He has prepared everything for you. And when you begin to talk, when they begin to interview, they are like, there is something in this person. But guess what? You gave up on that opportunity when the Lord opened the door for you because you cannot be a janitor. You give up on that opportunity because you're saying, I cannot get married to a short person. Who said short men are bad? <laughs> Ladies, who told you short men are bad? They are not bad. They are the, the way God created them to be. 
You're getting. Who said you cannot get married to a black man? I got married to a black man, not a muzungu. But you see, God, you know, I am really happy. I'm enjoying my marriage. Probably at a single treatua when you're the way namzungu, the way I'm being treated by my husband. I could not have become everything that God wanted me to become if I got married to a mzungu. I could not have fulfilled my assignment if I got married to a mzungu. So let us not get to that place of looking at what is happening on the ground. It should not matter to you because you are not a canoe man. Tell your neighbor you are not a canoe man. You are not a canoe man. Amen and amen. Verse 28, Tuendela Kusoma. But I said to Where are we? Oh, verse 29. Okay, 29. Aha. Aha. Atu soma kwa sauti sababu hakuna stima tusaidiane eh Mhm Eh Amen. So Moses, as much as our say we make one heart ngumu, as much as they are not they are not willing to 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 see what God is seeing, as much as they are not willing to enter into what God has for them, he still goes ahead. Kujaribu ku encourage. Anawambia, do not be discouraged. Do not be shocked about the giants you're seeing. Do not be shocked about the mountains you're seeing. What you need to know, you need to remember the Lord your God. Egypt, and I know for each and every one of us, for us to be standing here or to be seated here today, you can count so many things that the Lord has done for you. Do you think you can count many things? There are so many things if you were to sit down and just focus on yourself and look at what God has done for you. He has done for you so many things. If he did it before, he can do it again. Amen. Hallelujah. We are almost there. If he did it before, he can do it again for you. So may we encourage ourselves in the Lord. Hallelujah. May we continue to encourage ourselves in the Lord. And whatever the Lord has said for you, yes, you could be 46, you are not married. Who cares? Tell your neighbor, who cares? If God says you, he has a mate for everyone, then he has a spouse for you. But what at what could you delay? Because we are looking at, at the physical things. We are looking at carnal things. We are looking, when it comes to, to, to men, oh, you, God tells you, go get married to that woman, and she has two children. And you're busy saying, God, I cannot get married to someone when you're going to who said children are, are a curse? Children are a blessing from the Lord. Could it be how a toto ndiwa toto kashida? And you're busy there saying, see watoto wangu. Who cares kazi watoto wako? Ni watoto wa mungu. And there is no child who is a mistake. Every child is a blessing from the Lord. I'm telling you, do not put barriers for yourself. Because that is what we do. Many times you can also make a delay. See, but you're God has a fail. He never fails. I'm telling you, he never fails. So let us get to that place because God is telling us for a reason. He's, he doesn't just speak at it at just because it is a Sunday and you guys need to, to, to hear a sermon. He speaks because either there are people who are there who are delaying themselves, people who are hindering themselves because of what they are seeing with their, with their physical eyes. But God is like, God is telling you to open a shop. 
Go open that shop. It may look small. It may look like the profit is very tiny. But just go open that shop. I'm telling you, that could be the place where you could put the MCA plan you promote. You cannot be in this shop. I'm going to give you a better job. I'm opening for you a bigger business. I'm telling you, God works in ways we cannot understand. But the point is, when God tells you to take that step, do not delay do not delay yourself. Do not hinder yourself. I think because things don't look like the way they are. You've been believing in God for A, B, C, D, and God just gives you A. Just step into it and see the faithfulness of the Lord. Amen. Amen. We have verse what? We have verse 30. Yes, thank you. We are almost done. I have to summon for more time. Uh-huh. I have to summon for more time. I have to summon for more Oh, that's one. Okay. In the wow, I love my God. Tell your neighbor, I love my God. He is just an amazing God. Verse 33 says, who goes, okay, but let me begin from verse 32. But even after all he did, you refused to trust the Lord your God. How many times have you refused to trust in him? How many times have you cut corners for yourself? How many times have you gone out looking for your rich uncle, for your rich dad, for your rich situation, who and who, for connections, you know? Eh? And then verse 33 says, who goes before you looking for the best place to come? Imagine, that is how amazing God is. When the Israelites were, were busy like enjoying the cloud or were busy enjoying the, 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 uh, the, the what is it called? The motor, the, the fire, you know? <laughs> when they were looking, busy like enjoying just being in that place, the Bible says that God was busy looking for a place for them to come. Meaning, when the cloud was leading them, it wasn't at a place where God was sure. He had gone before him. He had made sure, hey Jesus, he had made sure that he had looked for the best place for them to come. That is a loving father. Oh my God, who goes before you looking for the best place for you to come. Guiding you with a pillar of fire by night and a pillar of cloud by day. We may not see it in the physical. We may not see the Lord guiding us, but he guides us day and night without even our knowledge. So, kindly allow me to, uh, to, to read for you a few things. You don't have to write this, but just listen to them. So, I want us to see where the Israelites went wrong. And this is, this is the place where you saw Makadesh Banea. It is a place that is mentioned so many times in the Old Testament. So, what I was saying, So, you either enter into the promised land or you keep going around the same mountain. And no one wants to go around the same mountain. Kuzunguka, the same place for 40 years is not a joke. So, Kadesh Banea. Is thought, uh, is thought to mean the place of the desert of wandering. Kadesh Barnea is located on the southern border area between Israel and Egypt. It's only about 31 miles, only 51 kilometers. And I was asking my husband, Kutoka Hapa, where do you think 51 kilometers in Isaiah from here to where? To Thika? Imagine, it was that short of a distance. As in Kutoka Hapa, Thika, but for them, it took them 40 years. It was meant, and as in Walipotuk, border. In a place to distance here, 51 kilometers on the Kwash Africa. But they kept on delaying themselves because of doubt, because of unbelief. It is really sad. So Kadesh Banea served as a place of combat. It is a place where, where, where Abraham fought the Amalekites there. You can find that in Genesis 
you can read it at your own time. So it is ironic that the very place where Abraham experienced victory over the Amalekites is where the Israelites later failed to believe that God would give them victory in acquiring the promised land. That is in Deuteronomy 9.28. It was a very crucial place yeah, that the Lord had prepared. So the, the account in Genesis also includes Hagar's meeting with the angel of the Lord between Kadesh and Bered after she was mistreated by, her, by Sarah, her mistress. That is in Genesis 16.14. It was at Kadesh that Miriam died and was buried. That is in Numbers 20, verse 1. And then, two significant events that occurred at Kadesh Barnea were the Israelites' faithless refusal to possess the land, the promised land, and then their opposition to Moses at not having what, enough water that they needed when they were in the desert. That is Numbers 20, verse, uh, verse 2. So there are so many things. I, time fails me. I may not even read all of them. Time fails me. But it was a significant place. It was a place where... It was a place of decision making. It was a place diversion and you're like, I need to know which way to take. I feel as a church we are in that place where we need to decide which way we are going. Where we need to decide, are we entering into what God is saying? Because it is one thing for God to tell us that the cloud has moved. And when I ask, I ask how many people feel the same, I only saw a few hands up. Meaning there are people who still don't know if the cloud has moved. There are people who don't even know if there was a cloud to begin with, you know, <laughs> so to go in different levels. But the point is, we are at a junction, we are at a place where we need to decide, am I going this, around the same mountain over and over and over again, or am I at a place where I need to enter into my promised land? And entering into your promised land doesn't have to be perfect. If you're looking for perfection, if you're looking for everything to be aligned, for everything to, to be okay, then you will have to go around the same mountain, because things may not be the way you're expecting. But when God says it is time to enter, it is time to enter. So let me tell you what caused the, the, the Israelites not to enter into the promised land. Who can make a guess? It was what? Disobedience, yes, but also unbelief. It was unbelief. So unbelief, you can write that down, unbelief is believing something other than what God has said about a situation. Unbelief is believing something other than what God has said about a situation. Let me say that again, unbelief is believing something other than what God has said about a situation. You can believe Jesus was raised from the dead, which we all believe. You can believe he is our Lord, which we all believe. You can believe he is coming soon, which we all believe. But if you don't believe and do, uh, if you don't believe and do what he says, you are operating in, in, in unbelief. You can believe in him, but still not believe what he says. All of us are here because we believe in God. We are not here because we got stranded. We are here because we believe in God. But if you don't believe and do what he says, you are operating in unbelief. And unbelief is a serious thing. Unbelief is something that will cause you to delay, to go around the same mountain over and over again and miss out on what God has for you. And no one wants to be in that place. So a heart of unbelief grieves God. I'm telling you, it is that serious. A heart of unbelief grieves God. Unbelief is an insult to God. The reason why I'm saying unbelief is an insult, an insult, an insult. <laughs> unbelief is an insult to God because when God is telling you enter into your promised land and you're and you're there trying to do the math, you are unbelieving. Then you're you're calling him a liar. In short, so when God tells us something, we need to step into it. We need to obey and see what God has for you. So unbelief 
is, is a very serious sin and it is something we need to pray for God to help us. Because many times we find ourselves there, not because we God, but because we are looking, we are becoming carnal, we are becoming logical, we are, we are looking at things the way they are. So kindly allow me to give you just three more things and then we are done. So how to, over, to overcome unbelief. How to overcome unbelief and then we will be done. Are you learning something? Are you sure? Amen. Amen. How to overcome unbelief, number one. Overcome unbelief by knowing God's will. Overcome unbelief by knowing God's will. So if you know God's will, then you it will be easy for you not to, to unbelieve. It will be easy for you to believe what God is saying. So Galatians 4, 1, the Bible says, Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is a master of all. So we need to know what God has for us. We need to know the promises of God concerning our lives. We need to know what God is saying concerning that situation that you're in at this particular moment. Because as Pastor says, many times, yesterday's word may be different from today's word. Because you're facing different situations. So you need to know in every situation that you're going through, whether you're believing in God for a miracle, whether you're believing in God for a child, whether you're be believing in God for a spouse, you need to know what is the word of God concerning your life at that particular time. And you can only get to know that when you're intimate with God, when you're spending time with God. We need to go for to join prayers every night. It is not a must, but it is really beneficial to us who are joining every day. Because we are getting to, go to, to, uh, to get closer to God, we are getting to, to learn a lot, and no one wants to remain in the same place at all times. So, number one is said, overcome and believe by knowing God's will. So, if you know God's will for your life, then you are good. Number two, overcome and believe by rejecting fear. Overcome and believe by rejecting fear. Philippians 4, 6. Do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstances, in every circumstance and in everything, continue to make your wants known to God. Uh, overcome and believe by rejecting fear. I'm telling you, fear is a bondage. Fear is a bondage. It is a bondage that the devil uses to hold the people of God at ransom. It is a bondage that, that makes you not to take an extra step. I mean another step. shackles, <laughs> handcuffs. As in, you cannot move your dust there. And I've told you again and again, I have struggled with the spirit of fear for such a long time. To me, I just thought I'm a timid person. I just thought, by them standing in front of you and looking at your beautiful and handsome faces. And looking all serious and smiling and all of that, I'm telling you, it has taken God. Hey, Jesus. Someone who knew me um, five years before now, my God, what I could see as a like guy, communicate around here. As in, that was not me. Uh, imagine. But it has taken the hand of God. It has taken me to fight. You know the way the Bible says, resist the devil and he will flee? I have had to resist the devil so much because I struggled with fear so much. And you know, fear makes you not to fulfill your assignment. Fear makes you to be so crippled that even when God is telling you enter into your promised land, you cannot enter because what, what, what was uh, making these people not to enter into, the, into their promised land? They were afraid. They were afraid of the Anaks. 
And you know they had seen God fighting for them over and over again. But now wamefika hapo and it is just in front of them. But they were still afraid. Many times we are afraid of making decisions that we know in our knower that we need to make. So unakosa kumake your decision and then a month later you are busy crying to God. Oh God, Udafanya. God, it is taking too long. God, my promotion. God is like, I already made a way for you. Sometimes God, the things of God are just crazy. Sometimes God will just tell you, like me. Let me give an example by using myself. Sometimes God will just tell me, fair home to lift. As in, from nowhere to, nikotu, nimedrive to, and God goes like, fair home to lift. And I will not say, ladies, I don't give what say, as in, majama. I'm very careful. So God is very nice, I tell you, I'm very fair, jama lift. But many times it is ladies, mamas with kids, like shoshos, elderly women, unonatum tukwa barabara, you give them a lift. And then Kikuyu. By the time we are dropping Kikuyu, it is a very short distance. But by the time we are dropping them in Kikuyu, many times they've given me a word. Many times ni watu ni nikuwa na jua, lakini siku na jua ni awa tanikuwa beba. Many times they've spoken blessings to me. God has spoken to me concerning being a blessing to people, strangers. And probably I can give an example with one. There's a Mzee. I don't know if I shared it here, but I think I shared it with, with the ladies. There's a Mzee who came, and you know right now we are in a place where you can, you don't know who to trust. As in, even people who come to you borrowing money or food or whatever, you don't know who to trust. Unaza kungule mtu geti ya kwako, akwe, wakora wakodumake, wainke kwa nyumba, they rob you and things like that. So we really have to be careful. But then again, when God tells you to do some, something like that, don't delay, as in, be sure it is God saying, and then follow and obey. There's a blessing in it. So Amzai comes home. And then he, he was talking about the son, and all of that. He really had a, a sad story. And in me, when he was talking, I just knew in my inner man that this man was not lying. But sometimes you need to be wise, but in me, I just knew that he wasn't lying. And it was so I, I welcomed him in in our, in our building. And then he ate and he was satisfied. Before he left, he was almost in tears. Akinambia mama, I've been working since morning. No one has given me even a cup of water. Leave alone giving me money to help my son. Akuna mtuota moja, amenipate even a cup of water. I say hi to people and they go like, Atuna, see leo, see now. You know, things like that. And he was really happy. Bella na nyuma, my husband was not at home. Bella na nyuma, I only had a thousand shillings in my handbag. So I went to my handbag. I even like took even coins. I think 950 coins. I even collected coins just to give him because I knew I needed to support him. And I gave him a thousand shillings. I gave him and he spoke a lot of blessings. May you never laugh. May your children never laugh. May your marriage. He spoke a lot of blessings and he left. When he went, so Kaisha and I'm like, hey, thank God. I feel good. I'm a giver. I love giving. When I give, it gives me goosebumps in me. So he went. I'm telling you, the following day in the morning, I woke up and on a different time, I'm going to watch two In my phone, someone had sent me a hundred thousand shillings. I believe that is money that was stuck somewhere. That is some money, and that lady, that friend of mine, and probably an debate for her. I think it's too many, it's too many. I'm a god, and I'm one be a too many. And maybe in her, she's like, I have a CD I need to do. But out of my obedience in giving that man a thousand shillings, I'm telling you, in the morning, I was dancing. It's possible I'm going to put a person who dance. When Miracle Money comes, I'm usually dancing. I don't know what I'm going to do because I'm like, what is it? I'm going to pass some, pass some money came in. I was so happy. But imagine if I disobeyed. I am a hundred percent sure you person in Genkia. You person in Toka called Blessing. He was a, a very old man. That blessing came from there. 
So all I'm saying is, let us follow the leading of God. When God tells you to do something, don't even debate. When God tells you, we are growing, we're becoming better, we are, we are, you know, things are happening. But when God speaks to you concerning these flowers, so the whole time, God they try to bang them up as a bangiki, as a bangwing, easy by day, as a So you get to a place and you're like, these flowers look funny, as in, when you know what again, it's flowers. You're meant to do something about it. Look at this place and you're like, ah, I'm a victim of Kana Palachini. Mike had tried to, to do some, some, some work on it, but Kuna Vienna, Elifika, it is it. So if something is bothering you, it could be a sign that God is telling you to act, to do something about it. Because many times God will not tell you something you are unable to do. He will not tell you something so big. Mbaka, you're thinking of going to take a loan. There are people who God tells to go take a loan. God anakwambia, chachengu na hitaji kitufulani, go take a loan of 50,000 and you go do it. And God that God blesses you somehow, miraculously. But the point is, I'm not telling anyone to take a loan. I'm telling you, if there's something that you know that you need to do, if there is a place, a level that you need, you know that you need to enter, stop delaying yourself. Stop being logical about it. But then the things of God, I'm telling you, even faith. Do you think faith is logical? Faith is foolishness. faith. He is my husband. They may not even understand. It, it looks, it sounds like foolishness. But when you follow the leading of God and you do it and put away fear, I'm telling you, you become everything that God has for you. You experience all the goodness that the Lord has for you. So as I was saying, I had to put the spirit of fear away. As in, it was really work. As in, it was and microphones ahead. I only stood, I think, once, but I was shaking so much. I could not remember anything. It was really, really bad, you know. I don't know how to emphasize it, but it was really bad, you know. But I have gotten to a place of not allowing the devil to put me back because of fear. Because he can use it as a weapon. It is a lethal weapon. If you allow him to use it on you, and then people out there, your brothers, your sisters, they look at you and they go like, Kama It is not because It is because unajieka. Pingu. It is because we mwenyewe umekata move on to the next step because of fear. Number three, as we conclude, this is the last one. Number three, overcome and believe by believing in God's love. Amen. Overcome and believe by believing in God's love. First John 4.16, the Bible says, And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. I will read it again. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. That is a beautiful, beautiful verse. And I love it. God is love. He loves you so much. I'm telling you, if it was you alone, as in Mutumoja, and I'm not talking about any particular person, every one of us, Mutumoja Tuimo, that needed saving, God would have sent his son. Jesus, to come just die for you. Why would God do something like that? Why would God God give such a huge sacrifice? And then if you can story in a promotion, if you can story in a toy, if you can story in a spouse, a husband, a wife, but what I'm feeling in my inner man is that the reason we are where we are, the reason you have not received what you have been asking God, it is not because God has not given it to you. 
Bible says that he has given us all things, not some things, not a few things, all things that pertain to life and godliness. Whatever it is that you have needed, even words, whatever it is that you want, God has already given it to you. So long as it aligns to the word of God, God has already given it to you. But what limit because of fear, because of unbelief, because we are being logical, because we are looking at things like a, like, 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 like a heathen, like someone who doesn't know God. What are we she come out wakiroho? Sisi no wakiroho. What are we she come out wakiroho when we rely on God for everything? Before you go, there is a verse which probably you can remember it that talks about that God God knows my sleeping, my waking up, my 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 going to work. There's, there's a word like that. I'm not sure where it is. Yeah, God knows every yes. Yeah? Psalms, Psalms 139. Thank you, Carol. here. Psalms 139. Do you know the verse? So God is concerned about your sleeping. He's concerned about your waking up. He's concerned about your eating. He's concerned about your work. He's concerned about everything. You are so precious to God. If only you would understand how much you are so precious. But if you are to what at what you limit at because things don't look the way they are supposed to look. Who said a single mom cannot get married? Who said a, mother, a single mom with three children cannot get married? If that is the desire of your heart, our heavenly father has already given you a spouse. Who said at a man that because you are jobless, you cannot get married? I got married to my husband when he didn't have a job. See your baby. Look, look at the Lord. He's he's even adding on Twitch, he's saying he was broke. <laughs> He was really broke. Only that. But God. Tell your neighbor about God. I'm telling you the things of God are so sweet. The things of God are crazy. If he's telling you to take a step, just take a step. If he's telling you forgive, just forgive. You may not even know why. You may not even understand, but just do it. If he's telling you I have healed your heart, can it am. If he's telling you I've healed your heart, just trust him blindly. He did it for us. Trust him to other way. And I saw Victor. Victor got a job. This young man, God bless him. He has really served. In this place, he has really served. I went somewhere to buy something and I got him. I'm a baby musical. And I'm like, hey, natural boy. <laughs> and I got him lunch. I was really happy to see him. And I pray for everyone who is believing in God for a job or for increase or for whatever open door. May God open doors for you in the name of Jesus. And you just take a minute and just love on the Lord. If this word was for you, if it is you that the Lord was talking to, if you feel like you have delayed yourself in a particular place, in a particular situation, kindly just speak to the Lord and tell him, God, because I know when I was speaking, the Spirit of God was ministering to you. God was reminding you of some place where you may have delayed yourself. He, may, he was reminding you of some place where you need to work on. So just speak to him and tell him, Father, may you help him to step out of this spirit of unbelief. Because it is a spirit of darkness, it is a spirit of the devil that tries to hinder the people of God from experiencing the joys of the Lord, from experiencing the blessings of the Lord in the name of Jesus. If you can't kindly, you can just stand up. We are done. Yeah. 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 Yeah.